aboard and welcome to the movie podcast review of Disney's Jungle Cruise. My name is Daniel and joining me today are my co-skippers, Anthony. Hello, thank you for having me on the Jungle Cruise, hosted by Mr. Skipper Daniel. <laughs> and Shabazz. Uh, for once, I'm just going to do a very normal. Hey, thank you for uh, thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> the show that I'm a part of. <laughs> always, always. Uh, it's been a long time coming. This film, so I'm I'm really excited to finally talk about it with you guys. Uh, but first, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday, and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes, just like this one and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Some quick announcements before we get to our review. Uh, You already know, we've had an amazing cast of special guests join us all aboard the movie podcast cruise the last month. Tony Bancroft, Tara Strong, Gabriel Berestein, and Billy McClellan. Last week, we welcomed the amazing Loki director herself, Kate Heron, to the show. We also talked about our top films and shows of 2021 so far. Um, it's been an awesome time to be listening to the movie podcast. We were hoping you're enjoying it. And if you do, please drop us that five-star review. It helps us out so much. Um, other things you can catch on the movie podcast feed right now are reviews for Snake Eyes, Black Widow, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Old, and so much more. Um, and you could look forward to later this week for our review of the Green Knight. But today is all about Disney's Jungle Cruise. It stars Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitehall, Jesse Plemons, and Paul Giamatti. And it is directed by Jama Colette Sarah, and it is based on the Disney ride itself. Uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise releases in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access on July 30th. And I want to say thank you, as always, to our friends at Disney for sending us the film to watch and review. Shabazz, kick us off. Start us down on our journey with that sweet synopsis. Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime on Disney's Jungle Cruise, a rollicking thrill ride down the Amazon with wise cracking skipper Frank Wolf and intrepid researcher Dr. Lily Houghton. Lily travels from London, England to the Amazon jungle and enlists Frank's questionable services to guide her downriver on Laquilla, his ramshackle but charming boat. Lily is determined to uncover an ancient tree with unparalleled healing abilities, possessing the power to change the future of medicine. The rust on this epic quest together, the unlikely duo encounters innumerable dangers and supernatural forces all lurking in the deceptive beauty of the lush rainforest. But as the secret of the lost tree unfold, the stakes reach even higher for Lily and Frank and their fate and mankind's hangs in the balance. I love it. Anthony, start us off with your first reactions to Disney's Jungle Cruise. So um, I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of synopsis of my um, like my 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 time with Jungle Cruise. So I don't I've never went on that ride at Disney. I don't think it was at Disney World. Is it at Disney World? I think it's at maybe it's at Disney World. World, Yeah, but but it was also at Disneyland, right? Didn't they have it is at Disneyland. So I when I heard about this movie coming out, I didn't know what it would entail because I never went on that ride. I think the closest I got to was the Pirates of the Caribbean one that was at Disney World, which is very Mm -hmm. simple. You're on a ship. So you kind of go through this this whole thing. Um, So 
this movie reminded me of a mixture of the mummy meets Indiana Jones. I don't know if you guys got the same feeling, but that's how I totally. interpreted this film because yeah. it has, you know, Lily's character who's very Indiana Jones. And then you have the rock who's the Scorpion King in the sense he is kind of like the Scorpion King. I'm not going to lie. Is he not? <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah, yeah. he kind of is. So it has you this know? mummy effect. It also has um, Pirates of the Caribbean effect to it as well because it Definitely. takes place on like a boat and there's like these mystical beings that kind of come out of nowhere out of the water or snake monsters and stuff like that. Um, so my, many snakes. So many snakes. My, I, I like the movie. And I think this movie is great for families because they'll enjoy it as this, this wild adventure. Um, things, the issues I had with it were pacing, uh, pacing issues during the middle of the, the movie. It felt a little longer than it should be. I felt myself like I, at times I would look at the time and say, Oh my God, it only, that was only 30 minutes. It, should, it felt like an hour to tell me this part of the story. Right. Um, Emily Blunt's character is fantastic. Lily is, I just, I liked her, her character and I liked the presence she brought in. And at times I wished I seen her more on screen by herself doing adventure style um, parts rather than being just with the rock or Dwayne Johnson in this case. Uh Overall, it was it was a it was a good it was a fun movie. Like production wise, it's fun. Like it's hard to say a Disney movie is a bad movie. You know, like yeah, there there's you're gonna come out of this movie saying, okay, this is it was good. Like there's nothing that's gonna wow you and like wow that part was memorable. But you will have a lot of fun with it. Definitely, you know, and I think and I think that's fair. You know, I going into this film like for myself too. I've written the Jungle Cruise, so like I already had spoilers for me based on like I I know it's going to happen at the end because I've written the ride. I'm kidding, but you know we've had a bunch of different Disney rides that have been turned into films as of now, right? So we've had like the Haunted Mansion, Pirates, obviously Tower of Terror, Tomorrowland, um, and some others. And it's interesting when you when you're thinking, okay, like a book's going to be turned into a movie, but now a ride's going to be turned into it. Um, but I surprisingly had a really fun time in this movie. I think it's been a long time since we've had like that just a family adventure type movie. Um, and I think that this mo- movie delivers that and more. It feels this feels like the type of movie I would have grown up watching. This film that feels like it would have come out in the early 2000s. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that it would have come out maybe alongside of Pirates and I would have owned that VHS or that DVD. I think Shane and I were talking about that as well. It feels like just a movie that would have been in rotation growing up. Uh, the Rock is also somebody in this film that, uh, or Dwayne Johnson, I should say, is somebody that, you know, we've seen him a lot and he's always himself. Yes, he's himself in this movie, but I think he's all, he's very charming and fun and so is Emily Blunt. And um, I think Jesse Plemons steals every damn scene he's in. He's just so funny to watch for me. Um, and he just swings to the fences with his performance. But um, I definitely agree with you, Anthony, on your um, your critique of it being too long. Uh, but I'm going to let Shay jump in here and give us some of his first reactions to Disney's Jungle Cruise. Yeah, just like um, Daniel, <clears throat> I had the opportunity to ride the ride at Disney World. And I've been going to Disney World and land for years, but not until that I go with Daniel that I finally was like, hey, listen, we both heard they're, they're one day going to make a movie about this ride. Why don't we just ride it? So we wrote it and we had a great time. You know, the whole ride is based around the theatrics of 
the skipper and, and whoever's taking you on this ride. So that's why Dwayne Johnson's character in this movie was so funny. And there was a lot of gags and a lot of like nods to the ride that he kept doing that really just resonated with me. Um, in terms of what the film feels like, it's, it reminded me exactly of Raiders. It reminded me of the mummy, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Some of the best parts of those movies were interlaced in this. And I can definitely tell that's where a lot of the inspiration came from. Um, the performances were great too. Jesse Plemons, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, even Jack Whitehall. They were all so funny to watch. And none of them, I think, overstepped their their scenes. Uh, this movie, though, does kind of slow down in the middle a little bit. It takes about 15 minutes of, of slowdown, which I think you can kind of cut out and trim. And I think also that there's this charm to the CGI in the movie where at certain points – it's not meant to look good and or amazing and you kind of get it because it's trying to emulate this type of film that it used to be back in the day. But there's right. certain moments where it also stood out to me a lot. Like I was like, Oh, that looks kind of rough. Um, right. And it, and it maybe made it too cartoonish where right. at some points that worked and at other moments it didn't, it took away the thrill of the actual scene that was occurring. Um, I did have a lot of fun with this movie and it's something that I, again, like Daniel mentioned, I would have had as a kid. I would have watched it on VHS. I would have been, it, it would have been one of those thick covers that Disney always used to come out with, the really thick right. white ones. And yeah, I would have watched the hell out of it for sure. Anthony, sorry, you had something to say. Yeah, you brought up a good point. I, I, I think the movie relied on CG too much. You know, instead of you, I don't know how much of this movie was practically done, but it relied on a lot of CG. And I could tell like the CG aspects weren't, as good as I, if I were to take another boat, you know, movie like Pirates, mm-hmm. you know, like even the the sequence like Davy Jones, like Davy Jones, like there is a there the character played by Edgar Ramirez reminds me of Davy Jones because he's kind of right. made of snakes, but like he he's he taking on the form good. of whatever he was. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like the CG part of him didn't look. Wow, like it was. I wasn't wowed by it. It wasn't right. like Davy Jones, that, which happened. I guess what two thousand six. Yeah. yeah, and and I think you know, and I think that's a fair criticism. You know, you look back at Davy Jones, and um, Davy Jones also had the benefit of it of him being primarily the only kind of big CG character in that movie because everything else in Pirates, yes, there's a lot of effects, but a lot of the Pirates films, especially in the two thousands, were shot on location, on real locations. They didn't rely as much on CG backgrounds and CG characters. Yes, they did. But also when you saw those CG characters, they were all at night. You know, this movie has a lot more, uh, I think CG in it. And also a lot more brighter scenes where when you're seeing these characters in proper lighting, Mm -hmm. you can't hide that art direction behind it as much. Right. Um, Yeah. But I, but I did enjoy the character designs though. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that. Uh, I, I wish these characters were fleshed out a little bit more because I would have, I would have loved to know more about Mister Snake Man and Mister Wasp Man, oh, man. and Mister Frog Man because there, there, there were some me. really cool. <laughs> there's some. There was Snake Man for me. There were so many snakes in this movie. I think I was telling Shay, I'm like, this movie probably has the most snakes I've ever seen in a movie. I've, I've had a rough snakes- week. Yeah, the most things looking at the screen. Uh, Shay, you mentioned to me that you felt like at some points that this movie almost would look like it was meant to be watched in 3D because, yeah. you know, like the, the snakes kind of would fly at the screen and different elements mm-hmm. of the film too would fly at you as well, right? Yeah. 
there was definitely a lot oh. of like I'm sure that at at one point they they thought about hey we can convert this to 3D and it'll only only cost an extra two million but I'm sure because of the pandemic they're like okay we don't know when this movie's gonna come out is it gonna be in theaters right. how are we gonna do this so safe bet release it in 2D and honestly like. 3D movies now can can move on. We're, we're past that trend now, I think. So right. I'm glad that they didn't stick that landing if they were thinking about it. It's interesting because, you know, like reading up on the history of this film, this film has been long in development as well. Mm-hmm. It actually started off, I don't know if you guys know this, in 2004. And you know who mm-hmm. was going to star in it? Mr. Nicholas Tom Cage. Hanks. Tom oh. Hanks and Tim Allen were actually Ooh. going to star in it back then. So, uh, Buzz and Woody were going to reunite on the big screen. Um, but I think Playing yeah, just, Buzz and Woody. <laughs> Buzz and Woody. Uh, but this definitely almost had that element of like a Jerry Bruckheimer film too, right? Like Totally. There, it, it definitely felt like that. But, you know, where a film like Pirates, I think, skews a little bit older of an audience, this, I think, has enough... I think this the, the audience of this film is definitely families. Yes. And it's definitely that family adventure film. There's enough scare factor in it, but I think the scare factor also comes from the snakes and the spiders and the the animal creatures, right? The that I think those crawlies. are the those are the scariest aspects of this. Uh, where a pirates actually has like zombie looking creatures, which is a little scarier to see. Do yeah. you think families would like even kids nowadays would be turned off by the length of this movie? Just because it is, you know, attention span and getting kids to really focus on what's happening on the screen. There is a big lull in the middle where, right? you know, do, would they still be interested in what's happening? They'll lose a lot of story during that part, portion as well to be really I think that's a great what they're watching. I think that's a great point. But I also think, like, there's two ways to look at it right now with families. Parents are going to just see it as, oh, I get two hours of my kids just watching something. And, like, I think even as us as kids, like, we weren't looking up, like, how long a movie was beforehand, right? Like, I don't think a lot... I I know people do, but I don't think families are going into it as much because they know, like, their investment. It's just, oh, we're going to watch a movie. We're getting more movie. Or if you're watching at home, which you can do, you could also just pause it and return to it later and watch it another time, right? So mm-hmm. at least there's that trade-off now, but I definitely, you're 100% right, Anthony. I'm the, my, my biggest criticism with this film is its length. This length yeah, there, the length of this film did not need to be as long as it was. There was at one point where I thought the story was kind of starting to wrap up. Um, and Daniel, you kind of just touched the remote and it said 50 minutes left. And I was like, whoa, okay. Oh my God, there's still another hour left of this movie when... I think all you really need is an extra maybe 20 to kind of solve the story that's happening right Right. now. And I think, as you mentioned, Anthony, kids, their attention span is a lot lower nowadays. And there's a lot of cool things this movie, but I don't know how much of it is going to keep them engaged, Mm -hmm. uh, especially the younger ones. I think kids that are, you know, nine plus might definitely find a lot more appeal going into this, enjoying the rock and enjoying these characters and the fun that's happening. Uh, but maybe younger than that might be like, okay, there's not enough on screen for me to, right. not a lot of visual stimulation that I can kind of gather for two, uh, two plus hours, you know? Definitely. But I do think um, the strongest elements of this films are the characters. I think, you know, Jack Whitehall, um, Paul Giamatti, like they're fun. Like uh, Paul Giamatti's not in the film too much, but mm-hmm. at least Jack Whitehall is a lot of fun. Emily, uh, Emily Blunt is really fun to watch. Um, and just like, th- those characters, like whenever they're on screen, something's happening. It's it's fun to watch. It's yeah. interesting. 
you know, and I think when you lean into like their comedy and their conversations, there's a lot there. I just like Anthony said, I wish there was more Emily Blunt as I do with every movie that Emily Blunt's in should always be more Emily Blunt in movies and all movies should have more Emily Blunt in them. Yep, exactly. Before we wrap up our Jungle Cruise, I would just like to remind you that you could follow the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Letterboxd at the movie podcast, whatever social media you are on. MySpace. We'll be there one day. We keep promising it. Shay, we're going to make it happen. Gonna we're going to make it happen. Uh, but let's get to our final recommendations of Disney's Jungle Cruise. Anthony, start us off. So um, I would recommend this movie if you do have a family and you're, you're really interested to see a movie with them for the year and you haven't really gone out to the theaters yet. This is a great film to watch together. Um, but... Other than that, if you don't have a family, I would say, <laughs> oh my God, if you don't have like kids to bring, this is not a movie you need to rush out to. Uh, this is something you can stream later on. If you don't on, have a family. On Disney Plus. This is probably going to be on Disney Plus come September, October. Yeah. Four months, know, right? Four yeah, months. Two to four months. Yeah. So it's not a movie that you need to rush. There's, there's nothing that I would say wowed me to be like, yeah, you need to go see this. But for kids and for for the family oriented household, then yes, this is a great movie to watch. Eat some popcorn, and hopefully, you don't fall asleep in the middle of it. It's funny that uh, imagine they only let families go watch this movie. Like you just have ki- <laughs> you kids have crying outside because you can't go in. Orphan Thank kids God. are just like, no, oh, you no, can't, you can't watch oh, it. Man. Oh. Oliver Twist can't see this movie. Oh man, poor Bruce Wayne, uh, Shabazz. Uh, you know, Daniel, first of all, I, I wanted to say I'm a little disappointed in you for not wrapping up our review with uh, welcome back, writers, you know, thought you were going to thought you were going to welcome us back that way. Listen, man, I could do that at the very end of the episode because yeah, that is could. the end of the episode. I want to I want to give away it. the I'm goods gonna, right now. I'm going to hold on to it then. Uh, then you keep that in your back pocket because I'm going to take it out. I'm going right to keep my fast review. pass on me uh, for my for, for myself. I, I'd actually say watch it. I, I had a good time with this movie. I really enjoyed it. I think uh, if you have a family or not, <laughs> you, should, you should go see this movie um, because there's a lot of fun to be had in it. And I think right now with the summer blockbusters that are kind of occurring, this is one of the lighter films. Granted, yes, it's a little bit longer than expected, but I think you'll have a lot of fun. When it comes to paying the Disney Plus service fee that's attached to it, uh, I think that's definitely something that you want to really consider that, hey, do you like that convenience of being able to pause a movie continuing on later? That's something you want to factor in versus going to the theater because, yes, at the theater, the big screen, the big experience, this movie will definitely uh, give you all of that. And at home, you at least get that pause and play factor to continue on at a later, at a later date. So, yeah, I'll say watch it. Definitely. Uh, and, and with that as well, too, just as a reminder, when you purchase something on Premiere Access on Disney+, Plus, you get access to it as long as you are a member of a Disney+. Subscriber. Plus. So yeah. you could watch it as many times as you want. It's not just within a 24-hour period or 48-hour period. Uh, to round out our group, I am going to say watch it. Uh, like Shabazz said, family or not, parents or not, siblings or not, uh, I think you'll have a good time with this movie, especially if you're somebody who grew up you know, into 2000s with Pirates and National Treasure or Indiana Jones. I think there's a lot of fun to be had in this movie. Like we all said, be mindful that, yes, this film does take you know, the Jungle Cruise does idle a little bit while it's in the water 
but I think by the time the engines start going up again, uh, you're going to have a really good time with this movie. So I'm going to say watch it either in the theater or watch it at home. You're going to have a good time. Welcome back, Riders. Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Disney's Jungle Cruise. Don't forget, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. Again, we are off this week, but definitely check out our reviews. Check out our episode with Loki director Kate Heron. There is something always to listen to on the movie podcast feed, including our review that you're listening to right now. Follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd, and check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.